Good Eats and Storytelling, a collection of short stories, recipes, and life. Here's your host, Daniel. There we go. Welcome to Good Eats and Storytelling. Uh, so five years ago, I got to meet my primo uh, via Twitter, Chef Oz. Say what's up, Oz. What's happening, Raza? ¿Qué pasa, Raza? And, uh, you know, I interviewed him there. He's my first interview. And a lot has changed in five years, so uh, I think you can kind of agree that I have a little bit of trouble sleeping sometimes with everything that's going on, and I'm sure everyone can kind of relate, and that's when I get the most creative, I feel like. Like, around 2, 3 a.m., I'm like, I need to do something, you know, because my brain needs to be doing something, and last night I was like, you know what, let me try and figure out this podcast, so <clears throat> got the podcast going, and... I thought it'd be only right if I started it off by interviewing you again. <laughs> Sounds like fun, man. I, I think you channeled me last night because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep either. Yeah, um, I do that. <laughs> and I, I, I thought I heard a, a, my phone vibrate, and uh, I look it up, and I have a text, and I'm like, oh, who's texting at you know, 3 a.m.? And I look at it, and it's like, oh, you man, so I checked it out and I saw your, uh, you know, what, what you were trying to do. So I was excited. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like three thirty in the morning. I I sometimes forget that not everyone's on my my level when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> I, I your level, bro. No worries. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna also I'm gonna record this too. So we're gonna try something different. I'm gonna try and record here. We're doing via FaceTime here, and I'm recording off the computer. Something nice. new. See what that turns out to. So I thought it'd be fun if I, I went and listened to yesterday's episode, and I reposted it as the first episode. And I went ahead and wrote down the questions and your answers from before and see if you can make any changes or keep anything, all right? And kind of see where Oz was yeah. at five years ago. Let's so one of the questions was, what are five ingredients you can't live without? And you said a dried chili, curry, basil, fresh fish, and dough. So taking into consideration what's going on now and today, are those still five ingredients that you'd be using right now? Uh, I got right, you know, um, cancel the fish. I'm not doing any fish right now. Uh, definitely dough. I think you can substitute... Um, the, the 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 fish for fries i you know when times like this hit uh just like when i was uh first married eight years ago uh we always kept rice on the pantry so i'm mm. doing uh i'm doing some rice dishes uh definitely onions you know those uh for the pizzas so those rice uh garlic onions and i say maybe chicken man chicken all yeah. right. You know, it's kind of, you kind of gone through, you know, you're always doing different things and bringing different cultures in. But I've noticed mostly last year, you kind of went more towards your Southern cooking there for a while. 
like with your gumbos and yeah yeah started this past uh in the last six months or so i think i've been doing a, a lot more kind of uh southern comfort uh food inspiration and you, you know you so. live down there for a while right like that's where that's coming from or well, close kind of sort of close enough yeah i lived in virginia for uh, almost 10 years and i had a few friends uh, from the bio who uh you know were the ones that got me interested and hooked on you know kind of like New Orleans, kind of Creole kitchen cooking. Right on. Cool. Yeah. All right. So the next question. I asked you if you could have five people, dead or alive, uh, over for dinner, who would you come have come over? And, <laughs> and you said the Dalai Lama, uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. And then you weren't sure if it was the Venezuela president or the Bolivia president. But it was one who drove uh, Volkswagen to work while being president. Oh, that was Uruguay. Okay, there you go. You're way off then, <laughs> originally. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you said your maternal grandmother. So okay. who on this list, five people, who are you keeping and who are you substituting out? Uh, I'm keeping the Dalai Lama. Uh, I'm keeping my grandmother. Uh, I'm bringing Gandhi. Oh, Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm bringing Martin Luther King Jr. Wow, that's four. That it, it, that's four. And the fifth, just for kicks and to mix it up a little bit, I, think I, I still bring Vladimir Putin. Man. Oh, Putin, I thought you were going Trump, man. <laughs> no, no. All right. Um, and one of the questions I asked you, too, uh, if it's your last day on Earth, which is a little scary considering today's times, but... It's your last day on Earth. What's your last meal that you're going to eat? You don't have to make it. You don't have to eat it. But what you said was anything out of the fridge. Anything out of the fridge. Oh, man. I think uh, this time around, I'm really craving some uh, tacos al pastor. Oh, man. Ugh. Just sit down, you know, have somebody there with a full trompo. Just, like, you know, just feeding me tacos, man. man. <laughs> Till I can't eat no more. You know, we were in Mexico, man. We when we were on our cruise, and we had these tacos in uh, in Cabo. That you know, right off the the thing, yeah. man, the pastor off the spit. Oh man, so the good. Best. All right, so that's that's kind of the end of the questions. There, uh, I got some new questions if you don't mind. Let's do I'm gonna it. jump into those. All right, so it's been five years. Uh, what would Oz? Today, go back, if you can go back in time, until Oz five years ago. Five years ago, I would tell myself to pick up the guitar a little more. Pick up the guitar a little more, okay. And what, yeah. what, do, you, what do you think would come out of that? Uh, just being able to feed into that part of me that I didn't do five years ago, which was... Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a musical kind of person. I love music. I've been loving to play music and guitar for a long time. Uh, but ever since I opened Cueva Bar, I put that on the side until last year. I really started picking up the guitar again, and I've been finding so much joy. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a part of me that I, I, I ignore for a while. And just having taken that decision to, to you know, pick up the guitar and play, and even just to... Do, you know, to practice uh, some scales and 
the circle of faiths and you know stuff like that it's, it's it has reconnected me with the part of me that i you know hadn't explored in a while you know it's interesting last time we had this interview uh you went into deep depths about how i asked you if you weren't a chef what would you be doing today and you said uh if not human resources you'd be a rock star Hell yeah. Like, uh, you grew up <laughs> listening to Metallica and everything, and there you go, talking about music again. So, it's true, man. It's right there. That's a constant, man. You love it. All right, so, kind of segue from five years ago. Uh, you've participated in quite a few food shows on the Food Network. Um, would you still participate in them back then, knowing what you know now? Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. They were fun. Yeah, I loved it a lot. It's a really, it's a fun experience. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, just, just knowing myself, I've always had this kind of idea of me being on television, even though I don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. And so when I started Cueva Bar, <clears throat> again, it's one of those kind of ideas that you have as a child, you, you know, you grew up in countries where that is not quite a dream that you can follow, etc. But when I opened Cueva Bar, you know, some people started saying, oh, you should go on a cooking show. You should go on a cooking show and so forth. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to explore that. So I applied a few times until I finally got the call from Cutthroat Kitchen. And so having done that, I know that it's one of those uh, checks on my bucket list yeah. that, that I had in my subconscious and eventually made it happen without thinking about it like that. But now that I did it, I'm glad that I did and I would do it again. So... Are there any moments during that show that you wish you could, what, something you would have changed? Like in the first yeah. ep the first episode, you ended up in a baby chair. Chicken <laughs> fingers, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, is there anything from those episodes you could have maybe done differently? Because I know when you're in the heat of it, like, you're trying to think, but, like, you're not 100%. Fo you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be pretty hard to be throwing all those different challenges I mean, what, you're yeah. six, what, fives? Six, four? Six, four, yeah. And they put you in this big-ass baby chair, like... <laughs> that was a challenge, man. That, that was a that was a big curveball. I thought I had a... In that first episode of Catro Kitchen that I was in, in, in the uh, first round, I thought I was already, like, good for the first round because I had, give, I have, uh, I had sabotaged uh, everyone else with their uh, chicken ingredient. Yeah, it was a good move. And I had dodge the second sabotage and i'm like okay that's two sabotages i'm good on you know i i got this i got this and then here comes the third sabotage before the round ended and i'm like ah, what the hell man <laughs> and obviously i lost that sabotage so i get put up on the baby chair but i was still having fun and you uh I, up until that point didn't alton say you were like you threw the most money down on a challenge on a sabotage i did i did i uh Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Jeez, man, that was a messed up one. You know, not a lot of them are. I remember, like, there was like a black chicken, right? Yeah. Canned chicken. And chicken wings. And chicken wings, and then you got to actually work with chicken, but then yeah. you ended up getting the canned chicken, right, at the end. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, the I baby chair with the baby chicken. supplies. Yeah. Yeah, man. baby. Yeah, but baby, uh, like baby uh, kitchen instruments. I had a little tiny little stove and a little. Pain, and I was like, "What is going on, man?" <laughs> and then the uh, the second time, what what do you think would have been different if you could have? What the se in the second time I went back, um, I'm more competitive. Yeah, I noticed I that. I think the um, after I watched the episode, I realized I was 
psychologically played by this girl who, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know how clear it was made on the show. Um, she was a former a former uh, cop in Chicago. Oh, yeah, street smart man. <laughs> And I, I remember, you know, when you're in the green room, they have you all to get, you know, to get on, 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 on the on the stage. Um, it was the, the guy from New York who is a single guy who's broken up with a lawyer and he was pompous and kind of very cocky. Yeah. The other guy, a hippie from Washington, I think, or somewhere out there, you know, carefree, no kids, nothing. And it was this lady, a girl from um, uh, Chicago, who is a cop, who was a single mother. And so she, I, re- I remember, she immediately, you know, scanned the room and went and sat next to me. We started talking. So she found out that I'm a father, that I have two kids. And in the second round, where I got beaten, she literally just kind of, I mean, you know, she got me good, man. She just and I, went for it. I was, yeah, I was being a, I was being a gentleman, yeah, kind of, you know, my, my in, in subconsciously, I guess, in, in the way that I am normally, kind of, you know, like, oh, you go first, you pick, you know, which side you want to pick. And so I gave her the opportunity to choose. I remember that. To prepare the dish or to plate the dish. Obviously, plating comes at the end. So when you see the episode, I got voted off because my plate looked like shit and it didn't have the right amount of sauce or the right amount of shrimp. Yeah. I, even though I prepared everything. So the judge who doesn't know who did what, he's like, oh, this pasta is cooked perfect and the shrimp is cooked perfect and the sauce is cooked perfect. But your portions, your, 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 you know, enough. <laughs> it's not enough. And this looks like shit, so you can put it off. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, let's segue to the next question. Um, you do a lot of events, you know, to kind of promote your business. It's, yeah. Uh, what, do you have a favorite event? that I've done a few of the events with you and gone there. Uh, but do you have any personal favorites? Yeah, and not because it was you who were with me, but it was <laughs> the one that you were with me. That was my favorite, man. I had a great time. Which one was yeah. that? The farmer's one, right? The far- yeah, the farmer's that was, two. That was a go ahead and explain a little bit exactly what it was. See, this last event, I think uh, only was yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the last, but it was one of the last, uh, the second to last. It was a uh, put together by an organization called uh, for uh, Farm to Fork. Yeah. So we're basically farms, fishermen, and chefs got together in uh, what do you call the nursery? Which let's um, a lot of people don't realize San Diego's got some farms within the city. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, like a lot of people don't. They're right there in the middle of the neighborhood. So you don't even recognize it if you just walk. Probably walk by it every day. So go ahead, keep going. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know about this nursery until I became part of this organization called Farm to Fork. And so this put together to uh, showcase local farmers, restaurant tours. Uh, 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 and then, like you know, beer, uh, local uh, beer or, or cider, which you know we got to drink. Or meat. Of it. it was a bunch of the meat. meat. The, yeah, the, the meat, meat was, was really so good. good. The honey meat. Wow. Yeah, and and that was the thing. I mean, it was just an event to bring the community together. And we were um, for that event. I remember I made a, a mole, a yellow mole. Yep. 
with a tutunis, which uh, you helped me hand out and explain, explain what uh, tutunis are, because not a lot of people know what they are, but they're delicious. I had never heard of it until that day. That time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's a really interesting story. So a tutuñi is a dish done in the uh, like in the southern parts of Mexico. Basically, you part cook a tortilla. You sprinkle hoja, toasted hoja santa and uh, dried chiles, and you pick it off the the pan and immediately kind of smush it, smash it together into a very kind of quick snack. I decided to smash them into a round ball to call it Mexican wedding soup or like Mexican wedding meatballs or something yeah. like that. Uh, so it's basically corn masa, like a tortilla that you smash together uh, with spices and chiles, and that's how they serve it in southern Mexico. But of course, I didn't want to just serve that, so I made a yellow mole to go with that. And that was the Aztec, right? The Aztec was the yellow mole, or where was the? Yeah, from the Mayas, from the Mayas, the Mayas, Mayas. in the southern Mexico, also. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And I also remember you saying something like, you know, grandma's in the kitchen cooking, and you're bugging her that you're hungry, but dinner's not ready. So yeah. a lot of times she would just put that on there fold it up, and then hand it to you just to hold you over until it was dinner time, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, I see you've served that a couple more times. You've had a couple of events where you've you've served that. Yeah, yeah, well, a little variation. Uh, the last time I served that was for uh, Big Table, a not-for-profit uh, here on the West Coast. Uh, I served the tutunis, uh with a cream of black bean. A little bit of uh, goat cheese cream. Oh, it was so good. All right. Last question. We'll get you out of here, all right? Uh, it's not really a question, but so we usually do a segment on here called What's for Dinner? And I'm really trying to bring that back. It's where we basically share a recipe. And you kind of just shared one a little bit, but uh, is there any recipe you'd like to share with everybody? Off the top of your uh, head? Yeah, a quick recipe, uh, the revoltijo. Which is, uh, <laughs> damn, it's like, <laughs> Let's go, what's that? Revoltijo. So, revoltijo, if, if what I'm explaining is not too clear, just go to my website and there's a blog where I explain the revoltijo. But basically, revoltijo is, remember that, the question about what would you if it was the last day in, in Earth? If yeah. I say, whatever's in my fridge. So revoltijo is you go to your fridge, you pick up a starch or some sort of carb, like potatoes, rice, beans, something like that that will add a lot of substance to your meal. You pick some vegetables if you're vegetarian, or even if you're not vegetarian, add vegetables in there, but definitely add some crunch. So you have your starch, you have some crunch vegetables, like onions, celery, uh, and then your protein. All this has to be put together mostly by leftovers. So gotcha. you get all your ingredients together, and then you start. It's like a fried rice, basically. So it's kind of like a Mexican version of SOS. What is SOS? So SOS <laughs> is like the American version where it's, we call it shit on a shingle. And it's okay. a play on what they used to serve the army guys. It's basically whatever you have, you just cook it yeah. all together. Kind of make together. almost a stew and throw it on some like mashed potatoes or something. Yeah. Yeah, and this you can do it. Doesn't have you know, it can be stewy, so you can you, know, you can put some sauce and make a stewy. You can make it like a fried rice. Uh, but the one ingredient I suggest you do try this revoltijo 
So, you know, you got rice, celery, onions, maybe some leftover grilled chicken. Uh, get some uh, uh, hot sauce, like, uh, what is it called? Um, what is that hot sauce you like, Joe? Franks. You know, add a lot oh, of Franks or like yeah. Franks, jalapenos, and squirt some lime juice. Okay, cool. You have to add, definitely add some salt and pepper to taste. That is so good, man. Sounds good. All right, man. Hey, Oz, you want to plug yes. yourself? Like, you talked about your website. Uh, where yeah, can they yeah. get that at? So, to find more about uh, the cooking, uh, you know, the cooking ideas I come up with, go to cuevabar.com. Okay. And, and there's a tab for uh, we blog. So, just click on our blog. And you can find all kinds of food recipes and stories about the food that we cook at Cueva Bar. Right on. You yeah. can find us on Instagram at Cueva Bar Cafe. Okay. And, and I do some tweeting under my name, D.O.S. Black Collar. Okay, all right, man. Hey, it was fun. Yes, sir. Always. Till next time. time. <laughs> Till next time, brother. Miss, miss hanging out with you in person, man. For sure. Hey, when this is all over, man, like... We'll uh, have to figure well, something out, all right? Oh, I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a party, bro. So you better be here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right, later, all right, brother. Okay, take care. This podcast has been brought to you by Delish Eats Productions. Thanks for listening to Good Eats and Storytelling.